Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. <laughs> okay, I just started recording and I hadn't pressed the button because I'm a media professional. <laughs> Ever the professional. Standing in your underwear in a day spa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally standing here in a bra and undies with the lovely Claire from on Bridal our, Musings. On our second date. It's our second date. Yep. It's all out. All out. I don't have any nips out yet. <laughs> you may have remembered Claire. She was featured in episode, I'm going to say 172 or 4. Memory or 64? No, 74. It's not. Oh, shit. Hey, look, look it up. <laughs> it was something about the title was Bridal Inspo Overload. Yes, it was. And we chatted a lot about not succumbing to the pressure of having a Pinterest wedding. And I love that. And we had so much great feedback about that episode. Oh, and good. I loved sharing that time with you. And And we were in this exact building. I know. We're back at the Posh Hotel. Lovely. Yes. Brown's Hotel. Brown's Hotel. It's so nice. And the staff are lovely. They are so adorable. And they have yes. offered us a free facial, a complimentary facial. And uh, this is not something I do very often. You? I never, ever. I don't think I've had a facial oh. in years. Yeah, me too. Here's our lovely, come in, please come in. I'm just standing in my underwear interviewing Claire. <laughs> our two lovely ladies. Look, let's introduce you to, what's your name? Carmeny. Carmeny. We'll be looking after Claire today. And Ruta. Oh, Ruta. I love it and I'm going to say it properly. Shall I hop in? Oh, gosh. Claire, good luck with the facial. Thanks, you too. We are going to check back in. This is, oh, thank you. I'm just hopping on the bed. I was just explaining what we were doing, but I won't keep this running the whole time. But uh, first up, I need to learn to relax. Absolutely. Aruta, tell me, when people come to you and have pre-wedding facials, do you think they're super stressed? Do you think this is a way for people to relax? Do people look after themselves enough is the question. Uh, I think people possibly, especially ladies, don't look after themselves enough because we are all rushing from day to day with a job and um, leisure. That's the bed making that noise. <laughs> <laughs> and the leisure possibly and workouts and maybe children and nobody ever spends enough time, I think, to relax and look after themselves. However, before wedding, I don't recommend any harsh procedures because that can just break out your skin and bring out any impurities or anything that is dormant in the skin. That's very good hints and it's a very good uh, message to give. Don't go along a week before because you you don't want freak face on your wedding day. So today we will be doing Rocco Forte Organic Facial. It's really relaxing, it's really nourishing and it's not intrusive for the face. So you can have this facial very close to the wedding date, just to nourish and relax. Now, should I sh- shut up for a minute and enjoy this? <laughs> yes. Yes, please. <laughs> Claire? Yes. Yes. All right. I'll be back. I'm already gone. She's gone. She's like, shut up, Alicia. We'll be back to talk with Claire. We'll learn a little bit more about the facial and then uh, I will learn to relax, which I'm really terrible at. All right. Okay. We finished the facial. It was pretty good. I'm completely stoned. <laughs> it was weird. Like, okay, we, the ladies just left the room, so we've been very quiet. for. It was an hour. No way. It was an hour. I, if you'd said that was 10 minutes, I'd been like, okay. I think at one stage I actually went to sleep. Yeah. I'm really 
a chronically bad relaxer, but something, I don't know, she had magic fingers. And that sounds dodgy, but she really had magic fingers. <laughs> I couldn't, like, feel my feet. I kind of felt like I was floating. See, that's good. See, I think, you know what? I'm all up for saving money and doing all that stuff, but this is an experience. You go, well, I would... And we're not being paid to, or anything to say this. No. I... As she was doing this, I was like, I need to do this again before the wedding. I'm like, I'm definitely going to have another something, like a massage or a facial before the wedding. Yeah, and I think to do it somewhere like this, mm. pretty good. And what a great gift. If you are out there, groom chillers listening to this, and you want to give your lady, or gent, this is not gender, no. not at all gender specific, but if you want to give them, I would say just buy something really nice like this. I underestimate this sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean... I have enough earrings. This would be fabulous. Yeah. True that. True that. So what are we going to do now? We're going to go get a drink. Yeah. I feel like it's going to go to our heads way quicker than normal. So it'll be drunk podcasting. People are always asking me to drink and podcast. And I'm always like, no, I don't really do that. But now maybe this could work out in a better way. It'll be like um, cocktails with Chloe. It'll be just like cocktails with Chloe. <laughs> cocktails with Alicia and Claire without the Kardashians. But that could be a good thing. This is a fancy hotel. You never know. They, they probably are here. Yeah, they could be. Those guys jet around the neighbourhood like it's nobody's business. One of them was in Cairns last week, so that's close enough. Cairns, Australia? No. Oh, Cairns. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just see, like, the Australian in me went, Cairns? <laughs> They're in Cairns. If you don't know where Cairns is, why would you? That's uh, my Irish accent saying Cairns. <laughs> but, you, but then you put your Irish accent with my Australian accent going Cairns. Cairns. Cairns is in far north Queensland. It's a gorgeous tropical place. Yes, but the Kardashians weren't there last week. <laughs> Correct. They're in Cairns oh. or Cairns or fucking wherever you want to call it. France. 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 Do you say France? France. 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 She says France in her beautiful France, accent. Yeah. Now, one of the questions, Rich and I are doing a new podcast called Significant Other. I'm very excited about it. You're excited? I am, yeah. It's going to be amazing. But it's a very bold move. Are you nervous about doing it? Mm, am I nervous? Um, I've, you know, I've been, well, I feel like we've got the podcast, like I know how to make it. Uh, but am I nervous? I'm a bit nervous about the content because we, we just don't want to give the wrong stuff because we're not like dream couple or anything. We're not saying like our relationship ship's perfect listen to us but we like to talk yeah but are you worried like something will come up that either you've never needed to address or something and then it's like oh oh wow we really we're different this <laughs> the other day we were on we were on a break not not a relationship break <laughs> great start <laughs> We were on a break. We're getting divorced. No, we were on a holiday break and we were walking through a cemetery because Rich, as an architect, whenever we go anywhere, he takes me to weird buildings. Not weird, but just places that wouldn't necessarily be on the tourist thing. And one of them was in Sweden in a cemetery, a beautiful cemetery. And we started to talk about death, which is a good place to talk about, you know. And we realised we'd never really discussed, like, where we wanted to be put when the end comes. Which is a, a thing in when you're living abroad as well. Like, that's the whole thing. Yeah, totally. I'm just like, burn me up, baby. And he's like, really? I thought you would want to be buried. And I was like, well, how have we not had this conversation? Yeah, I think we've had that conversation, me and my fiance. I go back and forth all the time, so I don't know. Where are you at now? Um, cremation. Great. Yeah. Yeah, see, this is, this is a big... somewhere nice. Oh, but I also like the idea that you can, um, you can get, like, condensed down into a diamond. Oh! <gasps> 
clear the diamond. Yes, I would like that. And then I would say if I was to be married to a diamond, I would want Rich to wear me all the time, even with his new wife. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important. I'm happy for him to have a new wife. She will never be as good as me. No, but you want them to be happy. Yeah. Not that happy. Not as happy as with us. Yeah, but like you want them to be happy, but with your diamond on their hand or ear or neck or something. And maybe if he wore it on his hand, they might think he's a bit flamboyant and he wouldn't get another wife. I just would hope that they wouldn't propose to the new wife with you as the <gasps> diamond. Oh my god, that's the worst. But oh, then also that's... The pers- oh, my God. Because <laughs> she'll know every time she looks at her hand. And yeah, oh, my God, Claire. These moisturizer fumes. <laughs> We're high. It's like moisturizer crack and we've come up with the best. That could be a new business for us. Yeah, I think we should do it. Dead people, diamonds, proposals, and it's like guaranteed to keep you in his mind, but also when he's got his new wife. Oh, my God, it's perfect. Say yes to your new wife with your old one. Oh my god. Package that shit up. Let's get it going. And I think this is like a trademark thing, basically. Mm. Podcast. This is our idea. Don't steal it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't have put it out there. Yeah. Well, this is what happens when we get creative after a facial, <laughs> lying with braless <laughs> in a dark room. With all this ambient music. Yeah, I like this bit of. Let's listen to this for a second. Everyone relax. Do you feel relaxed? At one stage, <laughs> and it's not going to happen now because we're not going to hear it, but at one stage there was this noise, <laughs> and Claire thought it was an iron. <laughs> well, the towels were really warm, so I figured they were like steaming them as they went or something. Um, We should probably leave this place. Yeah, we're just like <laughs> flaked out in the room. <laughs> I mean... Today's episode, clearly we're just going on our own path, but I think it's nice about just relaxing and actually taking a moment to... Do you like how I'm bringing this back to a point? Yes. Thank you. Taking a moment to relax and appreciate now before you get married, because we don't do this very often. No, and then, like, you know, for a lot of couples, they'll get married and then, like, life will go back to normal and there won't be, like, weekly Prosecco and there won't... There might be children and you do kind of need to, like, kind of milk it a bit. Let's go put our brows on and get a drink. Okay. <laughs> we are now in the pub. We are. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean, we've moved on. We went to uh, how much? Here we go. We went to the. We had the facial. We've zenned out. We've moved on to the alcohol establishment. Yes, to the nacho and white wine establishment. Correct. And I realised how very, very, I was going to say very rarely, I've had one glass of wine, Jesus, <laughs> that I do this. So congrats for getting me to a pub, still with a microphone. So you don't go to the pub or you just don't go to the pub and record? I don't go to the pub and record. But I just realised I, I put my head down and work too much. You shouldn't do that. I'm not trying to be a martyr, by the way. <laughs> you should always make time during the week for... Well, it doesn't need to be bevies, but, like, for an evening out. I agree. Do you go on date nights? Not enough. If we do, I organise them. So I don't think... I mean, Marco's probably said, like, oh, we'll go to this restaurant or something, but, like, I don't think we've ever gone on, like, a date date that he has organised. Do you feel stressed at all about your upcoming wedding? Not remotely. 
<laughs> I love her. Okay, why? Um, well, one is that it's all done. Good. Yeah, so we, we've very little left to do. I have my last fitting on Tuesday. We're eight weeks out. Um, I mean, hopefully I don't put on or lose much weight in that time. But We just had some nachos. We'll be fine. It's all evened out. Yeah, it's all evened out. And yeah, no, we're just, yeah, we're, I mean, we're very laid back people to begin with. It was never going to be this like hectic thing. I mean, money is obviously a stress. Um, I wrote a post a few weeks ago um, about just how, as much as I was totally anticipating a wedding being expensive, I work in weddings, I talk about weddings, I read about weddings, I just didn't realise how expensive it would be. Like, that's blown my mind. So that's the one, like, worry I have is, like, will we get to the end of it and, like, be, like, scrambling together credit cards to pay for the dinner or something? Can anyone lend me five bucks? <laughs> we just won't eat at our wedding. <laughs> We're going to skip the meal. We'll just have a liquid dinner. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, other than that, it's all fine, yeah. What were the, when you say about the money, what was the biggest thing that you went, what the fuck, what's going on? I know you don't swear, so I'm swearing for you. <laughs> on my behalf. Um, well, like last week I tried to order nine balloons and they were 200 euro. What? See, apparently big balloons cost more because of the helium. Apparently helium's expensive. Like, it's just something you don't factor in in the price of helium when you're planning your wedding. I don't think helium's a line in my budget. No, not remotely. Also, the things that are like, it's the fun part of planning a wedding, but like, you know, you go to buy shoes with, and like, say you meet your friend and you're like, oh, I bought my wedding shoes. And she's like, we should have Prosecco <laughs> because you bought your wedding shoes. And it's just this endless celebration, which is awesome, but it's also expensive. Yeah, it builds up. Like, I've, yeah, it's just all these little things that add up. That doesn't remind me when you, we were lying in the, I was going to say treatment room. It's not a treatment room, <laughs> whatever we call that place. The beauty spa room. I don't know. What do you call it? It is a treatment room, I guess. It sounds very medical. Yeah. Sounds like something I've botched. Um, <laughs> when we were lying there after our treatments, and you did say weekly Prosecco, and that made me really happy. Yeah, it's been great. Like, we did our wine tasting, and then we ended up leaving the place. Like, we picked the wine there, but we ended up leaving with two boxes of wine anyway. I don't mean boxes like a tap. I mean, like, cases. Of- <laughs> Not talking In Australia, we call that a goon bag. But yeah, and then like, and then like we've just been like, oh, we'll just buy the wedding wine because it's nice, and like, oh, we should get accustomed to the taste. It's like way more expensive than the wine we would normally buy, <laughs> and so just little things like that where you're just like, we should treat ourselves. We're getting married. We were in the airport a couple of weeks ago. We nearly bought like two pairs of designer sunglasses, like one each, because we were like, these would be good to have for like around the wedding. <laughs> I love. Okay, so this is great. So you're like. Around the wedding, it's become like when you ease into it and you go, oh, we should definitely get the booze or we should definitely get those special stockings. No one's buying special stockings. But it's like, you know, when people say, oh, we should meet up around Christmas or you get like way more food in than you need to because it's Christmas. It's like that, but on overdrive. So I, my aunt is throwing me this barbecue the week before the wedding. So I'm like, oh, I should get something to wear for that. And then we're having a barbecue the day after the wedding. I'm like, oh, I should get something to wear for that. And we'll probably go for dinner maybe that week. So I should probably have something, like, ridiculous. Like, I don't need a new outfit. Like, you know, but you just have this thing where you're like, well, it's kind of like my birthday party, so I should have something new. But when you have five birthday parties in the space of a week, you don't need five outfits. Can I just say, 
I encourage you to buy the five outfits. It might be the, the Sauvignon Blanc talking, but I'm saying you deserve it. Just get the outfits. I do deserve it, don't I? <laughs> and now we give permission for every bride chiller listening. Groom chillers, just listen in. Let your lady, not let your lady, I'm just saying your lady's going to go shopping. And just embrace it. Yeah, and if you want to go shopping too, you can. Yes, we're not just, dis- this is no discriminating happening here. We're just saying enjoy the time. Hopefully, it's only going to happen once, twice, or three times. Like four at a push. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ben Folds is one of my, this is going to be a bit of a jump. Ben Folds is one of my favourite singers. He's been married five times. Really? Yes. He seems very young. No I think judgment. <laughs> He's in his 40s. Okay. I thought he was like 30 or something. That's a compliment. Uh, We're seeing him here in London very soon. And uh, I don't know why I need to mention that. I just am a big fan. Well, I think it's interesting. Maybe that's how we can keep writing like beautiful love songs because it's always like fresh love and it's not like... I've been with you 10 years, I can't stand on the side of your face, kind of love. Yeah, I, th- I think you've just hit it right the nail on the head. He's like, listen, I need to fall in and out of love and write some great pop love songs and then move on with, to my next lady. But Adele managed it when she like got a stable relationship and had a baby and everything, and she still made an awesome Heartbreak album, so it's possible Ben Folds. What do you think is going to happen to Adele now? Do you think she's just going to write a stay-at-home album? No, I think she'll just keep like belting it out, like like Bond type, like Shirley Bassey. I feel like Shirley Bassey's probably been married for ages. Maybe she's had like ten husbands. I have no idea. Can I just do my Shirley Bassey? Yes. Goldfinger. <laughs> That's a really good Shirley Bassey. <laughs> That's the only bit I can do. But I really enjoy singing that one line of her song. If you don't know who Shirley Bassey is, that's fine. But Google her because she's awesome. Yes, she's the queen of Bond tunes. What's the word? What's the word? Bond tunes. There's like Bond themes? Theme, that's probably the word. So, in the lead-up, you've got eight weeks left. Do you like how I keep bringing it back? I just like having a chat with you in a pub. There is a big group of people that have come in recently, and I'm annoyed because it was a nice, quiet room. It was. Rude. <laughs> so rude. They're very corporate. He used big words that we were like, that's not pub talk. It wasn't. And, yeah, it was. I can't remember, but it was very deep as well. It was deep. It wasn't pub talk. And now, as soon as we start recording, they fucking amp up the volume. Yes, there. Um, there's a massive group. There's probably about twelve of them. So, yeah, we are in a fancy pants neighbourhood. So that doesn't have any connection. But I feel like the corporate suits, talking their big ass language, drinking their New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. We are also drinking New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> she is correct. Look, uh, look. before we get on to the second and third glasses, obviously we will speak after your big day. Obviously, I'm saying because I need to hear, we need to hear, we will see all of the beautiful photos on Bridal Musings, as I said. I want to stay on as a friend of the show even when I'm not a bride-to-be. Of course you will be. I said that with such like, of course. If you could see my face, I was like, this is the most serious thing that's ever been said. Um, um, And I want to be a friend of the show of the new podcast too, because that sounds very exciting. I feel like as newlyweds, you should come on together. I would love that. Uh, Mark's great banter, but you'd probably have to get a wine into him first before he'd get chatty. I think a wine and, you know, a convo would be a really good thing. This sounds like a wonderful show. I can't wait to listen back to it. This is, you know what, I'm listening to this going, oh, it's just two chicks having a wine and a facial, but I actually feel really confident this will be a well-received program. <laughs> I really hope so. 
the episode that Rich and I went to Ikea and we just basically took a microphone the day we moved house has been one of the most popular episodes we've ever produced. But it's so identifiable. Like, everyone's done it. Everyone's either, like, come out and been like, yeah, we didn't have a row, or come out and been like, I hate you. (laughs) I actually hate you. Or come out and been like, I'm really sad we don't have our dream house and our dream kitchen, which is mostly what me and Mark come out with, because, like, we picked out our kitchen, like, the first week we moved in together in Ikea, and, like, it's, like, six years later, and we still don't have a house we can put that kitchen in. So you've pre-selected the kitchen, and now we just have, like, those, like, five-pound lac tables. <laughs> the bloody five-pound lac table. If you haven't experienced a five-pound lac table, you haven't lived did you ever see them? Um, I think it's on Pinterest. They have them like cut in half. They're actually just made of cardboard. There's no wood in there. That doesn't surprise me. Rich, actually, when we were poor a few years ago, we're still poor. We're not like, there's no, you know, we're not pretending we're rich. But he did paint. I love bright yellow. I love bright colours, anything. And he took them, he screwed the legs off our lac table and took them to work uh, discreetly on the weekend and spray painted half the legs yellow because I thought that would be a nice little touch and screwed them back on and said, here's a gift of a table with yellow legs. That's a really sweet gift. I like a bit of upcycling. I agree. And I think you can, you know, Ikea's really good. This was like an Ikea ad. Ikea, sponsor me. Uh, Ikea's really good if you want to, you know, find something simple and then zazz it up also for good for weddings. Yes, really good for weddings. I... I'm a big fan of their uh, gift wrap section that they've just launched. Well, in the last year, they've got great gift wrap. And also a blog that I love, A Beautiful Mess. You guys should check it out. They do really good IKEA upcycles every so often. Like they just add like hardware to like a really plain dresser or something. It's really nice. I've never seen it. I'm going to go and Google the hell out of it. I love anything. I want to see a Bridal Musings IKEA sponsored Save the Date Bride Chiller podcast sponsored shoot. Because I'd like to see how you put together a whole wedding with Ikea. We had a real wedding about, I think it was in January. It was really nice. Actually, I think it was the first wedding of the year, if anyone wants to go back and search that far. And the bride, they'd bought like shelving from Ikea and they put it behind their dessert table and they put all really nice like florals and ornaments and then they put cakes. You know the, I think it's called exhibit, I have it in my living room. The ones that are like all the squares. Yeah, yeah. And they put it behind their thing and behind their cake table and they had all like different decorations and they had cakes in it. It was so lovely and it looked really expensive and really like nice. And then you could just take it home and chuckle a couple of books on it. That was the thing. The bride said she, so they rented some things and she said nothing that they bought that they couldn't use for their home afterwards. And a lot of our brides say that and it's really clever. Like you may as well, like we've bought um, uh, cocktail dispensers. So I'm very excited about having a cocktail dispenser in my home now. What's a cocktail dispenser? So it's just like, like a giant mason jar that's like three and a half litres and it has a little tap. And so then you can come around and I'll fill it with wine and it'll be lovely. I'm there. Let's fill it with wine. We did buy three of them. <laughs> but what I think we're going to do is there's a really good flea market in Dublin. So I think we're going to have like a wedding sale after the wedding and just like sell off. Because I mean, we have like 200 jars. We have... It was just so much bits that like you're never gonna need. So I think we're just gonna do a big sale. Like we've five cake plates. Like why we no one needs five cake plates. So yeah, we're just gonna do a big sale after the wedding and give it to someone else, another couple who want to get married. And you know that money will then be your continuing prosecco fund for the future. Exactly. Stick that in the punch bowl. Oh, I love it. We did the same thing in the week before, week between our wedding and honeymoon. 
I came home and I put everything that we weren't ever going to use again on eBay. And by the time the honeymoon came around, we had the cash in our pocket ready to spend. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's a good plan. It was efficient and also we were really short on funds. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm predicting this in the horizon. <laughs> I listened to one of your Q&As a few weeks ago and it was about uh, RSVP limbo and I am there right now. Okay, let's talk about this because this is, I, honestly, as, as soon as I mention RSVPs, I get a barrage of voicemails and emails about this problem. Let's go. I just, okay, so we're a week out, so no one is late yet, you know what I mean? Like it's still early days-ish. But I just can't believe, like, like listening to... And there was another one recently about a, a, hem, a bachelorette party and, like, no one was getting back to her. I just didn't get guest rudeness. It really, like, bothers me immensely. Like, we've made it so easy for people. There's a, a like, a, a website people can go on. Like, to me, this seems easier than having to go to a post office and send something. But no matter what couples do, and we get this on the blog a lot as well, like, and people just turn up the day of your wedding... That really annoys me. Yeah, I just think it's... I really, like... I, I feel like if you've already been married, maybe you're not going to be like this. But I don't know. It's just... It just baffles me that people can, can be like that when you're... I mean, obviously, it's a privilege when people come to your wedding. But it's also a privilege to be asked. I, people can appreciate that a wedding's expensive to throw. And, and and everyone's quite tight with their guest list. So if you've been asked to your wedding, you should really take that as, like, God, they want me there. Like, that's so sweet. I'll get back to them and let them know if I'm coming. <laughs> I just don't understand. I mean, the two points you made. The episode that uh, Claire's talking about is about the bachelorette party. Is a lovely listener who wrote and said, I'm trying to organise a bachelorette party for my sister-in-law and her friends are all sort of young and none of them get back to any of my emails. And she tried WhatsApp and she tried bloody texting them and no one was – it was like she was just in the dead zone. She was being ghosted, I think the term is. I mean, my friends were awesome about the bachelorette party like, and, and about other friends they've gotten back it's just funny it's also unusual actually like it turns out like friends can be fine sometimes it's older people that they just assume that you know they're coming because they're like well of course I'm coming and well it's like yeah but like I can't say of course for 100 people so like it's just all guesswork and people just assume that you're going to know that they're coming so I'd like yeah back me up on this not back me up it's like me saying (laughs) agree with me what do you think about the prompt by texting or sending a message I am all for the prompt because I know when you said it, you had mentioned, I don't know, etiquette experts might eat me up over this. But I I was like, no, I don't think, I think that's perfectly fine. It's different if it's, um, you know, like if you're being sent out, like to a fancy, like a ball or something. If people don't RSP, they're not coming, I would assume. But a wedding, so many people have said, oh, you know, we're coming. Like so many people. We were home at Ireland at the weekend and a lot of people said it to us like, oh, you know, we're coming. So... You're not a magician. Exactly. So I think the idea of... Uh, it depends on your kind of guest list as well. If you're asking, like, your parents' work friends or your parents' friends from the golf club or something, it might be rude to chase those people up. But if they're your own friends or your cousins or your aunties and uncles, I think it's perfectly fine to say, hey, just wondering if you're coming. Like, ours is kind of handy in that we have um, a playlist. They have to request a song on the playlist. So I have a bit of a, like, oh, you haven't requested your song on the playlist rather than you haven't gone back to us if you're not coming to our wedding. See, that's nice. But also I think even if there was no playlist, you should have the right to go, listen, we're going to pay for your food and booze for this night. And if you don't show up, we're going to still have to pay for it. Let's just get this going. 
And I think that's another thing, like, people really don't realise that it gets really tight. And there's lots of things that we have, like, we're very organised, but, like, we can't make a table plan until we know who's coming. We can't. And, I mean, we send our invitations out very early. Like, our RSVPs are back nearly two months before the wedding, like, the next week. So, yeah, seven, eight weeks before the wedding. So, and that's early. Like, you're not supposed to send out your invitations as etiquette dictates until six weeks before which I just think is too tight by the time you get your RSVPs two weeks before the wedding like and then you have to scramble together a table plan that's just bonkers to me I think that's so old school I think we've evolved I think you can send it out whenever the hell you want to send it out yeah absolutely especially if you're having it either out of town or there's like an accommodation element involved because I felt really silly in that we sent out save the dates because we live away and most of our friends live away so that was a year ago and then our hotel needed the bookings by January so we had to then text people and say hey if you want to book the hotel this is then and we sent them a link to our website and then a few weeks ago we sent out invitations which seemed really silly at the time because we'd already told people about the hotel so I think nowadays things are just moving differently and the pace of things is just different so I think if you need to or your wedding detects that you should maybe send them out six months in advance I think that's totally fine I agree and also you know save the dates are obviously a good idea for to let people know but if you need to know to book venues and you need to know to book hotels and stuff just do it whenever it suits you and I think just go for it prompt people get them going yeah, and I'm, I'm also like completely, I love paper, like I really like stationery, but I'm all for like if, if you're having a small wedding and all of your friends and all your family use WhatsApp, send them an image, like email a picture, send a paperless post invitation, send them a link to your website. Like I, I'm really like against the idea that it has to be this like fancy booklet that has the RSVP card and it's in an envelope. Like we sent a postcard and I can't remember someone mentioned... Oh, do you think like more people would have RSVP'd if it was in an envelope? <laughs> was like, what? Why should that matter? But it was almost implied like it wasn't like a real, you know, that way because it was a postcard. And I was like, well, we sent it in a postcard one because most people like are booked into the hotel, so it seemed kind of weird to send a big information package like the way people do. And also, all the information is on the website, so we just literally send a thing. We're having this party. Hope you can come. Here's the link to the website with all the information on it. So it didn't require any more more or less than that. People are mental. I have no, like, that's silly. That's really silly. There's no, I can't, if you were to do a scale, a table of why people don't RSVP, I think it has nothing to do with the fact that you sent a postcard. I would hope not, but it's just, it is funny, though. People are so funny about um, expectations. And I do often find this as older people, and I don't mean to tar them all with the same brush. I don't mean that. But it's the people. Tower away. It's the people like, you know, your great aunt or your whoever who have just this expectation. And what I find so funny is that their weddings were much more simple affairs. They wouldn't have had all these like fancy things. But for some reason, they just expect this level of formality that I think our generation, people getting married now, know there's no point in having because at the end of the day, the next morning, everyone's going to be like, the band were awesome, the wine was great, that's it. <laughs> like, Exactly. No one's ever going to remember any of these silly little details that everyone worries about. And also the things that old people... I've been talking a lot, actually, in the upcoming episodes uh, about old people fretting and old people needing to know things immediately. But then also being probably the worst wedding guests ever for nagging you and being annoying. 
Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I don't know. I mean, there's a certain element of letting them know everything so that they're at ease. But I feel like even as much as you put certain guests at ease, they're just never going to. But things like we have a an order of the day because our wedding is ever so slightly alternative. And when I say this, I mean we're not getting married in a church in Ireland, and that's how, as alternative as it gets. Whoa. <laughs> So because of that, and because I think people are expecting our wedding to be, like, zanier than it is. Like, it's really normal. Um, but we, we have, like, an order of the day, like, right when people come in. And it's, like, every hour, what's happening? And I think that will put some of those kind of people at ease. Like, our friends will be like, I don't want to know what's happening. Let's just go with it. But I think for certain guests, that will be really nice for them to have. And them to be like, okay, well, I know I'm eating at four, so it'll be fine, you know? And, and sometimes that's all old people need, just to be just to be given information, let them relax, ease into it, they'll be fine. Yeah, and I think like it's really, really important to consider all your guests. And obviously it's your day, but I, I, I get it, like, it, it pushes my buttons when brides say, like, it's my day, who cares about my guests? Like, you're, it's a party, so you, you're a host, so you be a gracious host and you throw in, like, make it nice for your guests. So you do have to consider older people and their needs and you have to consider that you shouldn't leave everyone standing there for three hours while you go off and get your photographs. Yes. And things like that. But there has to be a middle ground. So I think once you're considering everybody, you also can't give in to the idea of, oh, well, this needs to be a, like, you know, thick calligraphy invitation because Auntie Susan wants it that way or whatever. Yeah, shut up. Shut up, Auntie Susan. You're not getting the invitation. (laughs) We're going to Appy Couple. Learn how to download an app. Exactly. Yeah, like that's, yeah, technology in weddings is so funny because we push it so much on the blog because I just think it's an absolute godsend. And then and then it's like you, I'm actually doing it myself and I'm running into issues with it and I still would absolutely encourage it. Like everyone has said, oh, wow, like everything's on there. That's amazing. But it's just, yeah, it is funny how certain people, like my dad will ring me and be like, oh, this person couldn't get on the website. And I'm like... They're just not doing it right. Like, it's a website. (laughs) It's pretty easy. Just go to the website. Yeah, so it is funny. Like, yeah, like, weddings just throw up all these, like, really funny... You know when you think of your family, you're like, oh, everyone's pretty cool. I think it'll all be fine at the start. And then when you get into it, and everyone is still lovely and encouraging and sweet, but it is just, like, some funny little instances along the way where you're like, oh, wow, I didn't realise I'd have to be this, like diplomatic genius to organize all this i mean i've been writing um for the new bride chiller book recently and one of the things i've sort of said in the book is actually one of your roles is to become a politician an unwitting unwilling politician you don't really expect when you first get engaged that that's what you're going to do and then suddenly you turn into the as you said a diplomat you become a a high-powered negotiator you're good at bullshit you just get it all done it's a real life skill yeah, like everyone should get married <laughs> for that alone. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, like we haven't run into any major relationship issues over it, but it, it has been like a good exercise in teamwork, like just as a couple. And also it's been really like, yeah, it's been interesting to view other people's reactions to it, to see the friends that are really excited for you and the friends that don't really like aren't fussed. And that's fine too. Like not everyone cares about weddings. Um, and then it's also, yeah, just the way your family reacts things that like um, our our parents are so like we have quite cool quite relaxed parents so it's just so funny to see like the certain things that they're like interested in and then the things that they question that we're like 
oh god I thought that'd be completely fine so yeah it is it's just been it's been a learning exercise <laughs> what are some of the things that you were surprised that your parents they're getting louder I just want you to know the table crazy table are getting louder what are some of the things that your parents have been cool about or haven't been cool about that surprised you it's just certain things on who we were inviting, like who we should be obliged to invite. And we said very early on that we were having no obligation guests. Everyone that was there were people that we wanted. And, I mean, they were quite okay with it. It wasn't There wasn't a row over it or anything, but there were certain people where it was like, oh, but you'd have to have them. And it's like, mm, no, there's, like, I think if you're... It depends. Obviously, like, if your parents are paying for your whole wedding, then they're allowed to bring who they want. But I think for the most part, like... I, I'm just really against the obligation guest. I think they know they're there as an obligation. You know they're there as an obligation. It's just not a nice time for anybody. So I think have who who you want there. So that has been kind of interesting. I'm trying to think what else. Just little things like um, about the like yeah like the order of the day, the time like the time you leave for things. Like I think my dad doesn't think I've left enough time to get ready, and I'm like I know how long I take to get ready. I'll be fine. I know how to put a lipstick on, Dad. I'm going to be fine. Yeah, because I have, like, say, like, the hair and makeup bit, and I'm in, in a salon for that, and then I have, like, an hour, and I'm like, I just have to put on a dress. How long is that going to take? <laughs> Three and a half minutes. Exactly. And, I mean, if I live any longer, I'll just hit the Prosecco, so it's probably best I don't. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Prosecco. <laughs> I don't even drink that much Prosecco. Me neither, but it's a really good celebration drink. It is. And I actually, I mostly drink red wine. And the last three times I drank red wine and worn any kind of cream or white dress, it's ended up on it. And I mean, I could be wearing a black dress and I'd never spill a drop. But for some reason, if I drink, if I drink red wine and wear cream, it's a disaster. So I won't be doing that on the day. So your wine of choice will be white or Prosecco? White, sadly, yes. I mean, I'm drinking white now. I do like white on a hot day. I'm hoping it'll be hot day. Today, I love I love that you just said hot day, and I've got a we've both got long sleeves on, but in London it's 22 degrees, so get your guns out. Yeah, it's positively balmy. <laughs> All right, well, it's been such a pleasure. We've got I reckon a good another glass of wine in us. We sure do. There's nearly half a bottle there, ish, 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 and. Uh, now the big noisy table have shut up, which is hilarious as I'm winding this up. It's like they know. <laughs> we did get a couple of stairs because I've got a microphone in a pub. I don't care. It's very discreet. It is so discreet. This is my new cute microphone that plugs into my iPhone. I love it. And it helps you not to get chucked out of places. But I do feel like I'm less on a radio station when you had the one that had the branding on it. That was quite cool. <laughs> I know, Rich was really sad. I had this other microphone that had the logo attached to it and it was like a news, what you'd see in a news conference being put into someone's face when they're talking about someone being murdered or a scandal. But uh, this is more discreet. It plugs into the phone, it goes in my pocket and disappears. It's, it's lovely, yeah. The facialist was well impressed. Yeah, she really was. I think she was expecting me to whip out something crazy and big and then she was fine I think this makes people relax as well because they're like oh it's only a tiny little silly microphone but it does much better yes like the postcards for the wedding much more subtle and discreet but I think they serve the purpose just as well in comedy we call that a callback and you have done it very well (laughs) thank you if you would like to read some of Claire's magnificent 
uh, blog posts and pieces of uh, information. I really enjoy I enjoy your normal writing, and I'm using air quotes, normal writing, but I'm really enjoying your pre-wedding posts as well. Thank you. Yeah, they've been really fun to do. I need to step it up because I still have a lot to get through, and I've only eight weeks to do it. So they're going to go like once a week to twice a week now. Great. Yes, hopefully. Uh, I think, yeah. Oh, well, I guess when this goes out, they'll all be there. So if you just go to Bridal Musings and hit the Real Bride Diary section, you'll read them all. And if uh, people would like to get in touch with you personally, how do they do that? Um, Bridal Musings. We're Bridal Musings on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Or you could email me on claire at bridalmusings.com. And do email her. And Bridal Musings, oh, so loud. Shut up. (laughs) Do you know we're making a podcast? They don't care. Uh, Claire, Claire, if people have lovely, beautiful weddings to submit to Bridal Musings, do you accept submissions? We do, but we take them from photographers rather than couples because of like copyright stuff. So if you ask your photographer to submit to us, that would be great. Because you do feature some magnificent weddings from all over the place. It's not specifically the UK, is it? No, so we're based here, but we have... We get a lot of Italian submissions, which I really like because they're always beautiful. Um, and then a lot of US, all over the world, really. We've started to get a few Asian ones, which are really nice, like a Bali wedding. It's stunning. Um, and we've had a few Aussie weddings. Yeah, they come from all over. I love it. And it's really nice to see uh, the different inspiration and, and colour and really sassy stuff you're featuring. So congrats from me to you. Thank you very much. And I do always want to stress that the weddings we feature are particularly gorgeous and people will look at them and then they'll be like, oh my God, my wedding's never going to live up to that. We accept all kinds of weddings. And also, if you're reading the blog, to just take the weddings, like take what you want from them, as we said in the last episode, and not feel overwhelmed because this person had like the amazing cake table and the amazing tables and the amazing dress and the incredible bridesmaids. And just take snippets of inspiration from the ones that you see on the blog. This is very good advice. It's very good bride chiller advice because it's not keeping up with the Joneses. You don't need to be winning awards for your wedding. You just need to have a really good time, enjoy it, and enjoy your day, basically. Yeah, like you don't even have to have the best wedding in your circle of friends. Like a lot of people feel that pressure. Like, oh my God, like Jenny's getting married this year and I need to have a better wedding than her. Like, who cares if you don't? Your wedding will be better because it's your wedding. So that's all you need to know. Oh my God, now I'm going to leave that because it was a perfect ending. Claire, uh, in Australia, he's a very people like Australianisms, right? I used to do a segment. I should do it again more. Uh, where we say in the theatre, chookers, as good luck, chookers to you. Chookers. Uh, we say in Ireland, slonchat, which means good health. Well, there you go. Slonchat, slonchat, chookers. Thank you. <laughs> it is just like a cultural exchange. Take that home, put it in your pipe and smoke it, and happy days. I'm trying to think of a London one. I can't think of anything. There's none. No. <laughs>